Well, the deadline has passed for a global deal to tackle climate change at COP26 in Glasgow. However, negotiations are continuing between all the various different parties as they try and plot a path forward for emissions reductions. Do they do this every time? It feels like for all of these big meetings, they sort of the, the deadline approaches, you know, it comes right down to the wire. We think there isn't going to be a deal, and then they manage to strike one. I hope that's the case this time around in Glasgow, because, of course, all the scientists have been saying this is our last chance to try and restrict global warming to 1.5 degrees or even 2 degrees. Malcolm Rands, our eco-man, has been watching COP26 and everything out of Glasgow over the last couple of weeks, and he's with us this morning. Hey, Malcolm, how are you doing? Yeah. Right up. Um, let's go through some of the things that have been sorted, or at the very least, have been central to the discussions at COP26. And we'll begin with coal and deforestation. Yeah, coal. It's funny. It's for me. It's kind of feeling like coal is old-fashioned already. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. really you can see it's 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 a sunset industry. You can. I mean, I mean the problem with it. coal is that you need you, you, traditionally you have needed coal to make steel, right? Which is right. which is w- w- one of the big problems, especially high coking coal. Correct, correct. And and um, what is happening is is that it's um, the worst emitter, and it's also become the most expensive power too. And and people in the end, money money talks, you know. And then you can do solar or um, wind at a fraction of the cost of setting up a new coal um, power plant. Mm. Just that's going to change things a lot. And so huge um, 190 countries um, agreed to phase out coal power, uh, including some of the stalwarts like Indonesia, which has got the most coal in the world of anyone. Mm. Um, you know, you can think it's on its way. Unfortunately, um, Aussie, India, US and China haven't quite agreed yet. <laughs> yes, the big funny boys. That. Yeah. <laughs> so, to be seen, but it, it's definitely progress there. And deforestation, that was the one that blew me away. Even um, that funny president of uh, Brazil, the Trump-like fella. Jair um, Bolsonaro. That would be the one. Even he has agreed yeah. to um, stop deforestation. And, and when he started, he said he was never going to do that and he was accelerated, but he's agreed. So that, to me, is a stunning victory, actually. Yeah, stunning yeah. Victory. Well, I mean, I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll save my excitement until I actually see it happen. You know, it's great. An agreement is great. It's important. But if we've learned any from these, anything from these meetings over the years, it's that sometimes all the promises don't actually get kept. Oh, I know. I know. It's so easy to be cynical, isn't it? Mm. And, and Yeah, but I mean, what else have we got? Yeah, yeah, you're right. What else we have? You're and, right. And yeah, at least if someone makes a promise, you can actually hold them to that promise and give them a hard time and embarrass them. It's better than nothing at all, isn't it? Yes. Not sure that Bolsonaro is one to get embarrassed. He is currently facing, I think, charges for for crimes against humanity within Brazil. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, there, 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 there have been yeah, there have been some big discussions on farming and on methane, which have been interesting, and of course, concern New Zealand. Yeah, well, I mean, the interesting little factoid that I came across is, um, you know, businesses actually leading government often, and and a lot of this, or some business, the good businesses are, and Nestle, for example have said, um, announced at this stage that they're investing $2 billion in regenerative agriculture practices of a selection of its supplying farmers over the next five years. Yeah. Which is, that's massive. That is massive. And <clears throat> where that affects New Zealand is um, Nestle is actually Fonterra's 
biggest customer. Mm. So we've got to, you know, we've got to get on the boat here because you can see the future. And, and as I say again and again, if you do regenerative properly, you can actually capture carbon in the soil as well as, as produce more food than before. So it's huge potential there to me. Yeah. Um, the methane stuff is interesting because I think uh, various parties signed up to a pledge to cut global methane emissions by a third by 2030. But last I checked, New Zealand's current, and including New Zealand, New Zealand signed up to that global commitment. But of course, New Zealand's only at the moment on track to cut its methane emissions by about 10% by 2030. All things going well. I know, and there's all sorts of jiggery-pokery with the math there with, between um, net and... Gross. It, it, yeah, it, it, yeah it's, it's, it's a bit messy. We're, we're not looking good there, I'm afraid. You know, but then again, it's it's our biggest. Um, <laughs> it's where all our problems are coming from for New Zealand. It's not really mm. the CO two; it is the methane where we're, where we're punching above our weight in a bad way. I'm afraid. Mm. So, really, again, the best thing we can do is change our practice, um, cut down on some of our herds, and just go for high quality rather than commodity. I reckon is the best thing for us there. Mm. Mm. What about on the um, emissions cutting and and, and transport front? Yeah, well, um, they have um, collectively agreed to um, close to 1.5 and well below 0.2. India, again, has um, said they're doing it, but they haven't given any figures, and and they're talking maybe 2070 rather than 2030. Yeah. And, I mean, the horrible thing is, is that if we... at the moment, if things continue, we're actually looking at 2.7 of warning. And yeah. at 2.7, that is disaster yeah. for humanity. It yeah. is. Even here in New Zealand, it, it, it'll just completely change all our lives. I mean, just economy, you know? Like yeah. suddenly trade have gone, you know? We'll, we'll, we'll be poor poor people. Yeah. That's what people don't realise. It's actually our lifestyles that are actually at risk here. It's not saving some beautiful planet. Mm. It's our everyday lifestyles are hugely in the threat here. Mm. Um, cars, and the cars, transport? yeah, yeah. Well, um, pushing, pushing hard that um, by thirty-five, only be able to sell zero emission vehicles. Are they not saying electric because they're, um, they're probably putting in hydrogen and a few of the other options there as well? Well, they think they think green hydrogen could be the option for heavier vehicles, right? So, so that Correct. for your domestic fleet, you have you have your EVs, but for you know for for tractors and trucks and heavy vehicles and stuff, hydrogen could be a good option. That's right, and even even um, ferries and boats and things. Yes, you're right. It, it's got more grunt here, and and New Zealand has got a potential if we can keep greening up our electricity to actually make beautiful green hydrogen. Here. Yeah, I think Contact's doing a lot in that space at the moment, aren't they? That's right, and yeah. so it could be a, a wonderful thing. Instead of making aluminium in the South Island, we could be pumping out green hydrogen. So yeah. there's, there's some great, great um, options there. So what about on the financing front? What about the putir, the moolah? What's happening with banking and finance? Well, the banks have a huge, huge role to play because if they decide, um, we're talking about banks, pension funds, and other financial institutions. Um, if they stop lending to coal mines, power stations, and other climate unfriendly projects, then most of them won't go ahead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a huge power here. And they've also got um, at the moment they've actually got a hundred and thirty trillion dollars of assets themselves. Mm. 
not 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 insubstantial, is it? <laughs> 130 trillion. 130 trillion, yeah. 130,000 billion. Yeah. It's so 130,000 million. Yeah, yeah. So they have a lot, a lot yeah. to play. And, and they are talking about historically that they're going to um, move to low-carbon industries and um, pledge to meet net zero goals by 2050. So they've said that. So yeah, yeah. Again, let's not be too cynical here. And the, but the other thing that's been happening is that way back, um, the rich countries said that they're going to help the poor countries move to low-carbon economies with $100 billion a year, and they haven't been doing it. 